Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Let me just say, I got a lot to talk about. I've been gone. It's seemingly forever. Joe and I have never taken a vacation like this. Joe's been with me the longest ever. We've taken like two days, maybe three. So I feel like it's Joe too. Joe's like, what? Like, that's why we're a minute late. Like, we didn't even know what to do. I had the Adobe <laughs> set wrong. This is how long I feel like we've been off. It felt like an attorney. Hat tip, 2A for America in the chat. He's I, He said, listen, thanks, Dan, for giving us a shout out. He works for a living as an HVAC guy. Always give you all a shout out. You built this country. People who use their hands, God bless everything you do. This is your home. This will always be your home. Came from a working class family. Love you all. So thank you. Folks, big loaded show today. My first take on the... Snow job in the White House after the blow with, sorry, we can't say that with Bill Clinton at the White House. <laughs> a lot of jobs going on at the White House with Democrats, if you know what I mean. <laughs> also, at the end of the show, and I'm not just doing this to tease, you know, I hate that, but I got a lot to get to. Folks, I always tell you to be prepared because something is going on with China. I think I know what it is. And I think you will, too, after I put these small pieces for you together. It's obvious something's up. Get prepared now. Big show. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Summer's here. Time to sit back and unwind with Omaha Steaks. Perfectly aged, always tender, and guaranteed delicious. Omaha Steaks is sharing an amazing limited time offer. When you go to omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino in the search bar. I love Omaha Steaks. They're delicious. You'll be able to order the gourmet grill pack for just $99.99. Plus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers when you order. They're legendary. These burgers are like steak on a bun. Toast that bun. A little seasoning. I like a little mustard ketchup on there. He loves them, steals them from me all the time. Order now. Save 61% on the gourmet grill pack. It includes four bacon wrap fillets, four premium air chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, and Omaha Steaks seasoning. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar, order the gourmet grill pack today. It's delicious. Don't wait. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword Bongino. Go today. All right, Joseph, let's get this thing going, daddy Welcome back there, Nanook of the North. Nanook of the North. Thank you, brother. <laughs> it is good to be back. I missed you guys. I didn't speak to anyone too much. I only had a quick call with Guy about a weekend uh, or an update about the cocaine thing. Because I felt like I owed you guys something. So I'm like, Gee, we're talking, Gee, we're up in, you want to talk about cocaine? Like, wow, you're talking cocaine. What, do you, what about cocaine? Even Gee missed the story. But I missed you all. It's a quick update. I do a weekend update on my radio show. I rarely do it here. But being that I was gone for so long, I took a tour of Alaska on a cruise. I went on Norwegian. It was amazing. The people there were absolutely incredible. They treated us like freaking gold, man. I don't even know what to say. It's probably the best vacation of my life. You know, Paula and I had a blast. Uh, you saw some pictures. That's me and Paula. And then there's me and my family in Alaska. We saw uh, Juno, which was amazing. Huna. We went whale watching. We saw humpback whales. One was following the boat. It was It's so crazy. There's a bunch of stuff on my locals, locals.com or download the app. I'm at D. Bongino for my subscribers there. Uh, we saw seals. No, not like Navy seals, like seals on a red can, buoy, uh, it was just nuts. We saw Huna, Sitka. People in Sitka were incredible. 
We went uh, to this bear sanctuary. There's a bear like up in your grill. Don't get attacked by one of these bears, by the way. They were like right there. And the, the bear's claws, like one swipe with this sucker, man, it'll open your, your you'll be, you'll be done. You'll be finished. Yeah. Sitka was crazy. I ran into a bunch of listeners on the, on the ship. We went out, we were staying in this like Haven level thing, but we went down to hang with the peeps. Cause we're the peeps. And so many people came up and we were taking a bunch of pictures there's a nice lady, Tony, there. She was like overwhelmed. She was kind of having a few adult sodas with me and Paula. Maybe, maybe Paula had a lot of adult sodas. Just maybe at that point. So Tony and I had a long conversation about what? I'm not sure Paula remembers. Probably not me either. Then I went to this teppanyaki restaurant and uh, I, I asked the uh, the guy who, you know, they do the performance like at Benny Hanna's and stuff. So I asked the guy if I could try the egg flipping. Uh, it worked out pretty good. I actually got five flips in before the egg broke. So I, I told Guy, probably beginner's luck, but there you go. A little bit of Dan Bongino egg flipping on the ship. <laughs> this is totally bananas, man. I, I always saw this. I'm like, how did they not break that egg? And I'm telling you, man, total beginner's luck. So it's so good to see you all. Good to be back. That was me. That's my weekend update. So thank you all for tolerating that. Let's get to the important stuff. I had to do an emergency briefing from the ship, okay? an emergency briefing from the ship. This cocaine story at the White House blew. There was so much misinformation out there. And I love all the media people who have zero experience with White House security other than walking through it, who have no idea how the security actually works, commenting on the story. Now, that's like suggesting because you went through an airport screen or a TSA that you're all of a sudden a TSA expert. What do I mean? Well, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is important, folks, because it goes to show you the dumbasses in the media and how much they think they know. It's the Dunning-Kruger effect rather than what they actually know. Because you've been to a screen or a TSA does not mean you know what TSA is doing. What I mean by that is TSA and the Secret Service, without giving up any secrets, wouldn't you agree, fellas, are probably likely doing things you don't see. <laughs> you get it? Uh -huh. Wiki, wiki, nod, nod. Yeah. Joe, we checking? We tracking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe sniffing stuff. What, cocaine? Uh, no, no. The, the there's stuff going on you don't know. That's the point. But not media people. <laughs> because the a-holes in the media know everything. Because they're media a-holes. Hey, it could have been anybody. Anyone can get coke in the White House. Yeah, yeah. They let white powder in the White House all the time. You guys didn't know that? It's a common thing. Everybody just brings white powder in. Yeah, white powder could be anthrax, could be coke. This brings in all the, so let's just to be clear, I worked in the White House five years. Um, it's been now, you know, a decade plus since I've left the White House and we've never had cocaine in the White House and the craziest shit happens. What happened? <laughs> this is amazing. The, guys, this is all a coincidence, right? So it's the first time we've seen coke in the White House in like forever. You got a guy in the White House, the president's son, who's on tape doing blow doing coke multiple times in crack. He's like living in the White House. He's in the White House on Friday. The coke's discovered on Sunday. He's on video on his computer multiple times doing this. It's never been found before. And everybody's like, what the, how, where did the coke come from? I don't know, bro. I have no idea. Where did it come from? I have no idea. The Secret Service, bro, yes. A bunch of Secret Service agents who are drug tested all the time, by the way. Yeah, hair clippings and everything, which detects cocaine law. Yes, 
They're all in the White House doing blow. Man, guys, I had to get up for work. Missed my call. Anyone got some blow? That's happening. Then they're like, no, it was definitely the White House staffer. Yes, 100%. White House staffers, right? They're walking. They're doing blow in the White House. Do you ever see the West Wing of the White House? How tiny it is? It's like... It's like a 3,000 square foot house. It's like tiny. Yes, they're in their office. Hey, what are you doing, Bobby? You're writing a speech? Hold on. Yeah, they get to, no, I'm doing blow. Yes, that's happening. <laughs> then they're like, it's the worker. Oh, yes, it's definitely the workers. The workers did. Do you realize what a dumbass you have to be to believe this story? This is so clearly a family member that any dipshit can put this together, even in the media. Not to mention, I'm going to go through this piece by piece. They changed the story a thousand times and the Bongino rule applies here. Do not believe the White House version of events. I'm going to go through it because where they found it came up like changed like five or six times. Here's the deal. Family members and protectees, people the Secret Service protects, they don't go through the checkpoints. They don't go through the checkpoints. They drive in. Someone in the Secret Service waves to the security guy, shows their pass, and they drive in. What, they don't go through the magnetometers? No. Now, some asshole on Twitter, again, another smart ass, because liberals are the dumbest mother you've ever seen in your life. Dunning-Kruger, like, the magnetometer, they don't detect coke. Oh, really? Holy shit. I thought cocaine was magnetic. Really? <laughs> the way... Joe, I didn't know that. Magnetometers don't detect for coke. Now, again, this is a Twitter genius who doesn't know jack shit about the White House security system and Jack left town. He assumes because all he sees is the magnetometer that there's nothing else going on. Oh, another freaking genius. Here we go. Not to mention, when you walk through the White House security checkpoints, you have to empty your pockets and they go through your bags, making it extremely unlikely you would be able to bring white powder in the White House. Also assuming nothing else is going on because they're liberals, which means what, Joe? They're dipshits. Dipshits. I I don't want to say, he's asking good questions, but in, in, in the interest of keeping Omerta with the Secret Service and for national security reasons, I don't want to tell you what they do. I'm just telling you that although I can't conclusively prove it was Hunter Biden's, it was most likely a protectee. Now you do the math. Who else is doing coke? Jill Biden? You think Jill's going to, I mean, she's a full-time professor and you know, folks, she's a medical doctor and surgeon too. You think she's doing blow before her surgery? I know she's not a medical doctor. You don't have to send me it. It's a joke. If you go to, when she's doing brain surgery, you think she's doing coke before? Oh my gosh. Hmm. Freaking unbelievable. So I had to do an emergency briefing. If you want to watch it, it got 500 plus thousand views. I did it from the ship. How Gee got it up, I don't even know. I sent it to Paula. She put it in a Dropbox. It was like no internet service at all. I had it see while we were cruising. Yeah, Paula and I are in the gym. We're working out, so I only gained like a pound or two. This is the craziest open air. I haven't stopped talking for 12 straight minutes. This is crazy. Paula's in the gym on the elliptical. We didn't even gain that much weight on this cruise because we worked out so hard. And she loaded it to a Dropbox and I got it up there. So I gave you my thoughts, but I'll repeat them here. The Daily Wire uh, wrote a great piece about it, about my comments. I did speak to Greg Wilson, who's a great reporter over there, and gave him my only comments on it. I was getting a bunch of requests for media, but I was on vacation. I certainly wasn't going to do some media hit from the boat. My wife would have divorced me. So let's take a look at this cocaine in the White House thing. Because unlike everyone else in the media, 
I'm the, I think the only guy who has actual specific expertise in this, if you know what I mean. Number one, where it was found in the White House is not irrelevant, but is irrelevant to it getting in. Why? Ladies and gentlemen, you know the White House you're used to seeing? That entire 18 acres, the White House, the OEOB, the old executive office building, and the Treasury. That entire complex right there right. is all surrounded by virtually the same security system. It doesn't matter for the purposes of it of getting in. A bunch of people said, oh, no, it was found here around there. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whether you're going to gate 18 or gate 8 in the airport, you go through the same security. So number one, where it was found is relevant to who it was. To who it was. But it's not relevant towards it getting in. Because people were like, oh, it was found here, so it could have bypassed security. No dipshit. You don't know the complex. You're just a moron, okay? Number two, like I said, protectees bypass the security. They're driven into the White House, always. When was the last time you saw Joe Biden walk into the White House? When they may not, Even when they go to church across the street at St. John's, we drive them. That's for a reason I can't talk about. They don't walk in the White House. They're not, they don't go through security. Again, number three, the Secret Service is drug tested. It wasn't a Secret Service agent. It's just stupid. They're getting ready to blame the workers, though. I have never heard of this, folks, ever. Now, Red State's got a great piece in the newsletter by Bonchi, who's great. Read this piece. It's attached to my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. The story has changed about where this was found like a thousand times. This is why the Bongino rule, check it, flag it. Folks, the Bongino rule is in effect. By the way, just the pride flag, I'm keeping it up for an extra few weeks uh, just because, you know, it's it was it's not Pride Month anymore, but American Pride Month. We'll give it an extra cool. few weeks there just so you know why it's still up. Yeah, of course. Got a shout out to America. Do you think it should be there permanently? We'll have to leave that up to the audience in the chat. Hey, folks, a Y or an N if you think the flag should stay up permanently. Y for yes and for no. But getting back to the story in Red State, here's the first story. That the cocaine hydrochloride was found near the White House. Oh, near. Okay. So it was found near the White House. Don't worry, guys. It wasn't found in the White House. It was only, there's the first story, found near the White House. This is why, don't believe, wow, a lot of yes. <laughs> it's not even a no. I better keep that up. All right. You guys win. These shows for you, of course. So there you go. First, it was found near the White House. Don't believe a word you hear from them. Second, it was found near the White House Library. Go to the next screenshot. They reported this. Banshee has all of this. Then the report shifted dramatically, including the Washington Post says it was found in the White House Library. Oh, that's interesting because the White House Library would really, the inside of it, if you know the White House, only be open to protectees and family. Oh, that's strange, folks. It was found in a library. You know what happened when somebody said that? I'm going to tell you what I really think happened in a minute, so stay tuned. So the library, which is in the east wing on the, the floor beneath the ground floor, right? It's, it's, it's not far from where when you see the president land on the south grounds in Marine One, when they walk in, the library's to the right, okay? And it's on the left side, but it's to the right. But going inside the library, you'd only be able to do that during a Christmas party and a protectee. So unless it was sitting there from Christmas, a bunch of cocaine, it was likely if found in the library. Again, as I freaking says, left 
by a protectee, i.e. probably a family member. It wouldn't have gone that long <laughs> unattended. No, there. no. <laughs> White powder in the library? No. no. So then all of a sudden, someone probably realized we got a problem. Because if it's found in the library and anyone does even a modicum of research, they'll find out that only a family member would be down there. So then what happens? Oh, here it is. What is this? It's the curveball. Here comes the curve. The story changes again. Now it's found in a work area of the West Wing. Work area. So it's gone from near the White House to the library. This Coke, Joe, this Coke has legs. Yeah. This is some, this is some, this cocaine's on cocaine. It's so hopped up, it's moving around. This blow is then on the go. Then all of a sudden, after it's found, <laughs> after it moves from the cubby to the work area, yes, next screenshot, it's found. Here we go. Sorry. And the cubby in the West Wing entrance. So why would you want to say it was found in a cubby near the West Wing entrance? Because a lot of people who come into the West Wing for White House tours use those cubbies. So it sounds to me like a really convenient way, Joe, to say, oh, my gosh, someone on a tour brought cocaine in the White House. That's crazy because everybody always thinks to bring cocaine in the White House going through security. It happens all the time. No problem at all. Everybody goes, not to mention everybody who goes on a tour goes through the security I discussed before. So, so strange how the story changed. Well. You know, we can't, of course, cover this story without covering the dreadful Corrine Jean-Pierre. Anyone changing their vote? It's been a while. Sucks. No? Gee? Justin? Nah, everything's the same. No, nah, Gee's staying put. Joe says the same. Justin's holding. Corrine Jean-Pierre, worst press secretary in the history of the United States. Uh, uh, here's the story. This is actually an NBC clip. Here's the story changing again, uh, where they say, now it was found near the Situation Room in a work area. NBC playing into the uh, the nonsense. Check this out. It was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the situation room and closer uh, to uh the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. So Guy's jumped the gun and he's missed the ball again, Joe. Guy says, I can't believe they haven't blamed the Russians. Dude, there's still time. What, what, are, you, what are you getting out ahead of the story? They, blame, they will blame the Russians. Oh, yeah. what are you, Guy's way, way out ahead of the story. Now, she, the reporter is correct. There are two entrances to the West Wing. There's one on the north side of the White House. That's where the Marine is always standing guard. You don't see that entrance much. There's one on West Executive Avenue that most people use. That's the one I used to go in all the time, okay? Now, here's the weird thing. The story changes again because the cubbies they're talking about are on the Marine entrance on the north side, not by the Situation Room on West Executive Avenue. So the cocaine on Coke, Joe, has now magically moved again. This is like some... There's, this you know what? Remember the usual suspects? There's no Coke. This case, there is Coke, but it's everywhere. There's Coke in the residence. There's Coke around the White House. There's Coke in the library. There's Coke in the sit room. Coke in the cubby holes. Coke in the workers. It's Coke everywhere. It's a snowstorm in the freaking White House. 
This is like, I'm waiting for Al Pacino. Say hello to my little friend. I mean, there's blow <laughs> everywhere in this White House. This is the craziest effing story I've ever heard. Coke all over the place. The Coke keeps moving. Where's the Coke? So now they're getting ready, of course, to blame people. Because this is what this disgusting, filthy, corrupt, drug-riddled White House is all about. I'm going to play this next video. I got to take a quick break. Thanks for your patience. Uh, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, getting ready for the blame game. Him and Karine Jean-Pierre. They're getting ready to blame anyone but the most likely suspect, which is a Biden family member. Stay tuned. Big show. Thanks. We got almost oh, 50,000 already. Nice. I thought I'd be gone. I thought you'd all leave. You're all back in droves. Love you all. Good to have you back. Folks, you may have seen the CEO of Innovation Refunds, Howard Mackler, on TV. Explaining how they've helped so many small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. The ERC is the Employee Retention Credit. Every year, the U.S. government sets aside over a billion dollars for economic incentives. But it's reported only 4% are claimed. If you own a business, you can have money just waiting to be claimed if you have more than four employees. The ERC tax filing is complex, and Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. You have a CPA that says you might not qualify for the ERC? Well, get a second opinion. No harm in that, right? With Innovation Refunds. Their independent tax attorneys will even work with the CPA to help you discover your eligibility. Innovation Refunds have been helping eligible business owners claim their ERC tax refunds since 2021. They may be able to help you too in your business. Go to innovationrefunds.com to determine eligibility. If you qualify, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Go to innovationrefunds.com or dial 1-843-REFUNDS. That's innovationrefunds.com or 1-843-REFUNDS. Refunds. Thanks, innovationrefunds.com. We appreciate it. Thanks for your patience. So, as I told you, the Coke is everywhere. Pacino's asking you to get ready to say hello to his friend. There's blow. They should call Biden the snowman. There's snow all over this. And fama. Some of you will get that. Some say of you won't if you were born in the night. Say hello to. Well, I don't know where Joe got that from, but it's glorious. I did not ask him <laughs> to do that. Say hello to my little friend. Joe Biden's going to come out with the, the machine gun suit, get ready when they raid the place for all the snow. Yeah. Here's Jake Sullivan getting ready to blame someone. Listen to this clip when he answers the question, and I'll tell you what I mean. This is his national security advisor. This is the pee hoax guy, too. Check this out. I would refer to the Secret Service when it comes to questions of the security of the president. I won't speak to that. Second, I would make a point about the Situation Room, because I think there's been a lot of questionable reporting on this. The Situation Room is not in use and has not been in use for months because it is currently under construction. We are using uh, an alternate situation room in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. So the only people coming in and going out of the sit room in this period have been workers who are getting it ready to go. By the way, it's on time and on schedule to be uh, to be uh, back on station here in the not too distant future. OK, pop quiz for the live chat. Who are they getting ready to blame? Anyone? Any guesses? The workers. Now, the thing that jumped from near the White House to the library, to the cubbies, to the sit room, to around the White House, the cocaine on Coke has now magically appeared, Joe, in an area where there are workers redoing the the sit room. Whoa. Wow. Sounds to me they're going to be like, you know, and and 2A for American who uh, for Americans who who said how much I love people who work for a living. My dad was a plumber. My brother's an electrician. I was a cop. They're getting ready to blame you. No, not you personally. You weren't working in there. But this is how disgusting this corrupt, drug-riddled 
garbage, filth bag, kids sniffing White House is. They are getting ready to blame those workers, knowing full well it probably was not one of them and most likely a protectee. Yeah, they get checked. Of course the workers get checked. He's asking that question. It doesn't matter. They, they, so here's what I think happened. Now, I always tell you when I'm speculating, but I'm speculating based on evidence, based on evidence of who could get cocaine in the White House, based on everything I just told you. I don't know whose it was. To say that would be lying. I'm guessing it was probably Hunter Biden's. Guessing based on, I mean, who's your likely suspect? I mean, give me a break, folks. The preponderance of evidence, maybe not beyond a reasonable doubt, is in one spot. Okay, the guy with a drug problem or everyone else in the White House without one. Uh, come on, let's use common sense. Having said that, I don't know that. Could have been another protectee. I mean, it could have been some crazy thing. What I think happened is a protectee, most likely a Biden family member, left it in the White House somewhere behind. There was an O, probably left it on a Friday. They took off on Sunday. I can almost guarantee you what they call members of carpet. Carpet are these people, and or they, it's either them or one of the White House staff, the ushers. One of them probably found it. Ladies and gentlemen, you find white powder in the White House. Let's say it was the ushers. The ushers stay behind. They don't all go with the president. Maybe one of them does. You are The ushers, you're in the White House. So common sense, fellas. You find white powder in the White House. What do you do? Eh. Of course you call the Secret yeah, Service. Tell them. It was probably found in the library. That's my guess, or in the residence. Everybody spun it. The Secret Service has some real explaining to do, too, because they got to know. Or somebody might have called the White House staff first and said, what do we do with this? And they said, well, call the Secret Service, but bring it over to where the work, you get what I'm saying? Bring it over to where the workers are first. That way the Secret Service has plausible deniability and say, oh, yeah, we found it where the workers were, even though it was initially found in a residence. Think about how dangerous that is. Yeah. Think about well, how dangerous that is. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I know. Thank you. That's the, that's the dude. No, yeah. it is my opinion, man. And it's the, I'm, I'm almost positive, dude. It's the right one. Because they probably found it over there. Think about if that wasn't Coke and that was anthrax or something. And you ask someone to transport it all around the White House. That's the only reasonable explanation for why we have all these reports. Residents, library, near the White House, cubbies, sit room. It's the only explanation. Ladies and gentlemen, Occam's razor. Keep it simple, stupid. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. She absolutely knows they're full of shit on this. Here she is with the traditional Biden response to everything. These filth bags in the White House. How dare, how dare you, sir? How dare you ask this question? Listen to this goofball. There has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And, uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked a question. As you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And and um, 
I'll just leave it there. Okay, this woman's disgusting. She's just a horrible, awful human being. They weren't in the White House on Friday. It was found on Sunday. Really? Here's an email from Eugene Daniels uh, on that for poolers. They're talking about press poolers. Read it yourself. Poolers saw Jill Biden, baby Bo, and Hunter Biden climb into the presidential SUV. Biden followed a few minutes later. This was on Friday. Clearly, Corrine Jean-Pierre is lying. This is an author, by the way, a writer for Politico. You think uh, bullshitico? The left-wing Politico? I reported I got thrown out of a restaurant. Hilarious. And still hasn't retracted it, by the way. You think Politico is lying here? They're a left-wing activist outlet. He was in the White House on Friday. It was found on Sunday. Like Joe said, he probably left it behind. It's freaking obvious. This reminds me of that segment on Dave Chappelle's thing about Juicy Smollier when the cops show up at Juicy's house. The two cops, one of them, the other guy's Frank. Uh, Frank, come over here. Uh, you, ever, you see that clip, guys? Frank, come over here. Uh, he's reporting that uh, he was walking down the street at 3 a.m. to get a subway. Sandwiches? And, like, and, and two, two MAGA supporters in Chicago. This is it. This is like this defies belief, okay? You know what the story is. Everybody knows. All right, they got bigger problems, too. Something big happened in this case. FOIA strikes again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's clear, the Freedom of Information Act. It's clear to me Hunter Biden and the Biden family has bigger problems right now because it looks to me right now, the evidence is piling up, that this is an Obama scandal, too. What, the cocaine thing? No, the Biden bribery scandal. Big story on this. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Always appreciate your patience. Last couple of sponsors. Folks, Patriot Supply. Dot com. If you think you won't need emergency food, think again. And once you listen to the last segment of the show today, you'll believe me on this one. The federal government recently did something rare. They revealed the truth about coming food shortages. According to the USDA, countless crops in America's breadbasket states won't be harvested this season. Extreme weather conditions and worldwide fertilizer shortages wiped them out. It means food will become scarce and expensive. You ready for that? If not, it's time. Use my friends for emergency, emergency food supply at My Patriot Supply. They're offering discounted prices to help you all. This is a limited time offer. It's not going to last long. I've been using them for years. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Save big on their four-week emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. It contains breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Calories are survival in an emergency. I'm begging you, forget the ad stuff for a minute. Please prepare now. Act now with this new lower price for each kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the offer ends. You'll never forgive yourself if you let this go by and an emergency happens. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Our last sponsor today is MyPillow. Mike is an amazing offer for my listeners on his Giza Elegance MyPillows. Guy is an enormous fan. Jim, too. We're going to have to send him extras for the whole family. You'll receive a Giza Elegance MyPillow for as low as $19.98. The regular price is $69.98. This MyPillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as MyPillow towels, the mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio and podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance MyPillow for as low as $19.98, or call 800-637-4982 and use promo code DAN. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we need. I needed it after this trip. I have my MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-637-4982, and use promo code DAN to take advantage of Mike's special offer on the Giza 
Elegance MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code DAN, or call 800-637-4982. Thanks, MyPillow. We really appreciate it. So, FOIA strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. They got big problems. By the way, that MyPillow thing, I did need some sleep. I did a lot of partying on that cruise. I mean, if you're ever on a cruise, and I did a lot of uh, a lot of party. It was good. And Lucky Politico wasn't there because they would have said I got thrown off the cruise or something like that. They would have made up, their Bargino gets thrown overboard, fed to the sharks on the cruise. FOIA strikes again. Ladies and gentlemen, Obama knew. It's clear to me Obama knew about Biden being bribed by foreign governments. It's also clear to me that Obama knew about Hillary Clinton's email scandal, as I've covered many times. Why? Because Hillary Clinton was emailing who from her private email address? Yes, Barack Obama. Barack Obama was getting emails. He's probably like, wow, Hillary Clinton at whatever, Clinton.email or whatever. That's not a government email address. The left's defense is, no, Obama's an idiot. He can't read an email address. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, not to mention the fact that Obama's BlackBerry had to be whitelisted so you could email him. Not everyone could email him. Somebody said, he'll clear Hillary Clinton's email. So bad enough that Obama knew about Hillary Clinton's email scandal. He clearly knew about this bribery stuff, too, at this point. How do we know this? This Washington Times piece by Susan Ferriccio is just nasty. In the newsletter today, check it out. Turns out, remember those calls we played for you over the last few weeks? I'll play one for you again. Those calls between Biden and Ukrainian President Poroshenko? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Where he's t- I'll play it for us in a second, so stand easy here. He's talking to the Ukrainian president about getting a prosecutor fired. This guy's Shokin. The Ukrainian president saying, but he did nothing wrong. Biden's like, you got to get rid of that guy. And it turns out the guy was investigating his son's company, Hunter Biden's company in Ukraine that he was working for. I don't know, folks. That sounds to me like a little shady. Shady with an S, maybe, maybe big capital S. Turns out that the scheduling for that call, everybody tracking me, that that came from the White House. Read this. A White House scheduling email. They found this through FOIA, Freedom of Information. So the White House schedulers sent an email to Biden ahead of a call with Poroshenko, the Ukrainian president. And it was also sent to, oh, snap, look at that, Hunter Biden, who was serving on a Ukrainian energy firm. Wow, trying to escape a corruption probe. Joe, what the the chances of that? Uh, That's so weird. And in the call... Biden urged Poroshenko to continue reforming, Joe, the prosecutor general's office. Really reforming? You mean like (laughs) firing the guy looking into his son? I don't know. It's a total head scratcher. It gets even better. Next screenshot, please, from this piece. The timing of the call coincides with Hunter Biden's $1 million a year job on the Ukrainian Burisma board. Whoa. This. What? What the? What are the chances of that? That's so crazy. And the White House knew they scheduled it. For those of you who missed it like three weeks ago, here's the recording of that call that no one in the media, I believe, is playing but us. Here's the actual call of Hunter, excuse me, Joe Biden, while vice president, on the phone with the Ukrainian president, Poroshenko, talking about the firing of the Ukrainian prosecutor. The Ukrainian president's a little hard to understand with an accent, but I want you to pay special attention to where he says, Hey, the prosecutor? Yeah, he really didn't do anything wrong, but I fired him anyway. Take a listen. Two means that uh, um, uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general. Uh, I am prepared to do a public signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. 
in spite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about him doing something wrong. I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday. I especially asked him to resign. Congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Shokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general is in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new one billion dollar loan guarantee. Hat tip, New York Post, by the way, for the putting that together. As they put the background music in. Holden McGroin, by the way, he's back. I saw him in the chat saying, this is the Sergeant Schultz. It is. He's stealing your thunder, Joe. I know nothing <laughs> about nothing about nothing. They're on tape. Biden's on tape. Vice President Biden saying, if you fired his prosecutor, I'm prepared to do a public presentation to give you guys U.S. tax dollars. And the Ukrainian president's like, yeah, I fired him, but he didn't do anything wrong. And the media's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know either, you dipshits. Why you, this is how stupid our media is. They, they, they're like, they, Joe, think of the contrast, right? You've got the vice president on tape, clearly engaging in what appears to have been a bribe, okay? Yeah. I will give you guys in, uh, the U.S. taxpayer dollars, billions of dollars, if you fire a prosecutor looking into my son. They're like, that's not enough evidence. <laughs> but yet you've got a guy in the house who's a crackhead who can bypass security, and it's the first time cocaine's found in the White House in forever as long as They're like, I don't know, bro. I need more evidence. This is these a-holes in the media. The story gets better. I don't usually use as many screenshots, but this Ferricio story in the Washington Times. Now they have even more details that a paid FBI informant included a claim that Biden and Hunter Biden each accepted $5 million payments from Zlochevsky. Remember the names. Who's Zlochevsky's, folks? Do you remember? Zlochevsky, if you're reading on the screen, you know, is Burisma's CEO. So the CEO for the Ukrainian gas company that hires Hunter Biden and is being investigated allegedly paid them $5 million each, the Bidens. Here's where the story, you want to talk about a kick in the balls? The trusted and highly credible FBI informant said Zlochevsky paid the bribes between 2015 and 16 to solicit Biden's help in thwarting Shokin, the prosecutor they fired. Boy, here's a, here it comes. Here comes the hook. Zlochevsky said he had audio recordings documenting this. And now Zlochevsky's whereabouts are unknown. hear that story anywhere else outside of the times nobody knows where Slochevsky is so odd Joe right just the guy just disappeared weird I'm sure he's out on a family vacation or something right? I'm sure he's out I'm sure maybe he's on a cruise maybe I missed him hmm. maybe he was up in the haven I don't know <laughs> so strange by the way, thanks everybody throwing tips in there again totally unnecessary but I appreciate the gesture it's very nice here on the Live chat's extremely nice, but very unnecessary. But thank you. For, anyway, Key, you know what? Let's skip ahead because I don't want to miss this China story. Maybe we go back to where we were before. So keep your place in line there. But I got to talk about this China story because this thing blew my mind. Folks, it's a serious time. You know, I joke around a lot. Show me funny, but this is serious stuff. You need to get prepared today. Water, water filtration, the ability to create fire, 
Get yourself a charcoal grill. Get yourself some wood, some charcoal, some ammunition. Make sure your firearms are operable. Make sure you have a good safe. Make sure you have, if you can, some antibiotics. We have contingency medical. They're an advertiser, full disclosure, but I use them anyway, even if they weren't an advertiser. Emergency food. Don't mess around. Now, guys, to be fair to the audience, because I don't like it. Have I not been warning, Joe, about this for weeks, that I, weeks. they know something about China? A couple months. But to be fair to you, I did not know what it was. I suspected, based on a body of experience reading the left, that the Biden administration knows something about a possible World War III that we don't. Based on a number of things I've been talking about for three weeks, I think I know what it is now. And it was right in front of us the whole time. There is a great reporter at Red State, a follower on, on Twitter, on Truth. She is incredible. Her name is Jennifer Van Lahr. She is a great person, and she does amazing work. Now, I'm going to put some stories together for you. They're not complicated, but I need you to pay very close attention. Okay, folks, this is, how many people? 68,000. Just get your friends right now and call them up and tell them to tune. I'll give you a second. Because if you don't believe, you need to get prepared. After this, you will. Sorry for the tease, but that's how important this is. Okay. Red State, exclusive. You guys remember Dong Jingwei? He is the... Uh, the the Chinese upper level Chinese Communist Party official who's been uh, it was alleged by Jennifer Van Lahr, who has excellent sources and I have no reason to not to believe her defected to the United States. The strange part about this story about Dong Jingwei, who could be the greatest source of intel on the Chinese Communist Party we've ever seen, the CCP, is no one seems to know anything about it other than Jennifer, who seems to have great sources. Now we find out in her exclusive. Quote, CCP counterintel defector Dong Jingwei is still in the United States and they're debriefing him. Now, here's where the story gets freaking hairy, bro. Pay attention. Sorry, that was rude. Please pay attention. <laughs> Technical details provided by the defector Dong Jingwei were given to scientists who were not told how the government obtained that information. Pay attention to the, who, that scientist. So Dong Jingwei is talking to scientists, or was. The scientists reanalyzed data from published sources in conjunction with new data and concluded that the SARS-CoV-2 virus was engineered. And the defector was able to confirm numerous non-public details Yan provided the U.S. government. Just quick summation. Big defector from China, Dong Jingwei, has knows a lot. He's talking to some scientists. Next screenshot from this piece. This is where the story gets super hairy. Those scientists, according to the Defense Intelligence Agency sources, were Dr. Stephen Quay, who I've interviewed, and physics professor Richard Muller. Now, what do I always tell you, Joe? Remember the names? Why do I tell you all to remember the names? Because I was a criminal investigator for 15 years, well, 12 years in the Secret Service with the NYPD, you get the point, whatever. And the biggest thing I ever learned was you got to memorize names in the cases because as you're talking to someone about a criminal case, a name's going to pop up. And if you don't remember that name immediately and how it fits in, it's going to go right over your head. So I saw Richard Muller and I always committed myself to remembering the names. And I'm like, where have I heard the name Richard Muller who's alleged to have spoken to this Chinese defector, Dong Jingwei, who has all kinds of information about really bad shit the Chinese Communist Party wants to do to us. And I'm thinking, 
Holy Moses, I saw it in this crazy piece from just a few days ago in the Wall Street Journal called World War III would be fought with viruses. Now, why do I remember this piece? Because it was written by, holy shit, Richard Mueller, the same guy. Why did I remember the piece? Because it scared the living daylights out of me. That's why. So Richard Mueller, who was talking to a Chinese Communist Party defector, Dong Jingwei, writes a piece in the Wall Street Journal about how we're all going to die in World War III. Gosh, I wonder where he got that from, Joe. And, well, you may be saying, okay, Dan, well, what is it? Yeah. I'll explain to you. You can read the piece yourself. It's behind a paywall. That's why I didn't put it in the show notes. But it's called World War III Be Fought With Viruses, Wall Street Journal Opinion, Richard Mueller. You can look it up, pay for a subscription if you want. You may get one or two free articles. It's worth your time. The gist of it is this. The Chinese Communist Party is engineering super viruses. They're likely looking at vaccines, too, which corroborates the story about the bat lady and the virus doctor who disappeared in China. They're probably going to inoculate their population first, release another super virus and kill us all. Wow, Dan, that sounds bad. Ah, it gets worse. That's only one part of their two-prong attack. The other prong is going to be sophisticated computer viruses and malware that attack our hospitals and everyone else. So while we're all dying from the super virus, none of our hospitals or water filtration plants or anything else supply chains work either. So we're basically all dead. I told you to get ready. Now, does this make sense, by the way? You got that video of yelling, by the way? Cue that up. Now, do you understand why our pathetic, disgusting garbage people in the White House cabinet, like Janet Yellen, our, our sad sack uh, press secretary, uh, excuse me, Treasury secretary, is going over to China bowing, bowing like a dog before the Chinese? Oh, please, please help us. Look at this. Look at this scene. Look at this. You see this? Like, bowing. Look at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, please let me kiss your ass a little more. You see that? Now you see why that's happening? You see why our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, went over there a couple weeks ago begging the Chinese, begging them to please, please talk to a please let me play in your sandbox. And the Chinese were like, hey, this is my ass. You want to kiss it? It's because they're scared. Because they're scared. So why aren't they fighting back, Dan? Ah, military's too preoccupied right now with DEI stuff. At the top, not our fighting men. Get ready, man. I ain't dicking around here. I am dead serious. All right, we're going to go a little out of order here. So uh, go to the Sound of Freedom block. I want to discuss this too, because this is a monster story too, folks. Listen, you know I'm a believer in it. It's that post-millennial article, by the way. I am a huge believer in the parallel economy. I actually own paralleleconomy.com. Uh, folks, not only is the parallel economy developing away from the liberals, right? But there is a parallel culture developing, too. If you have not heard about this movie, The Sound of Freedom, folks, you, you, I have to be. I have not seen this movie yet. I'm, I'm absolutely going to. I promise you. I just obviously been on vacation, and it's not the kind of thing they play on a cruise ship. Uh, so I didn't have any ability to. I plan on seeing it. I got to work this week. The movie is about child sex trafficking, as you can see in the post millennial 
It's blowing away expectations. Folks, I am in the middle of a very, very big project with Dinesh D'Souza. I can't tell you what yet, but it is a parallel culture project, not that much different. You're going to love it. I can't, I'll, you'll know first, I promise you. I just can't say now. But So I've taken a keen interest in the movie business. If this movie makes $40 million, The Sound of Freedom, ladies and gentlemen, this will blow apart every single liberal goon Hollywood expectation in the history of liberal goon Hollywood expectations. Now, why is this a story about parallel culture? Because you would think, folks, if we lived in a sound, sane country, right, that a movie that's a true story based on uh, a guy who stopped child sex trafficking and tried to rescue kids. Fellas, don't you think that would be like, even the liberals would be like, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's great. We don't want kids yeah. being trafficked for sex. No, no, no. shame on you. Oh. Shut, shut up, Arbacost. Shame on you. Sorry, no. Dan. Damn. That's, that's apology accepted. Come on, man. You got to think like that. The left loves child sex trafficking. Why? Because if you talk about child sex trafficking in a movie like The Sound of Freedom does, what do you expose? You expose the open border, which makes Biden look bad. So there's two reasons. And guys, we need a supercut for this tomorrow. We got to find one. We need a supercut of liberals losing their minds over the success over the sound of freedom. I don't have enough time today for supercuts. We'll get to it tomorrow. But it's for two reasons. The first, for liberals, okay? Number one, like I said, they don't want to do anything about the open border. And if kids are being trafficked, Young kids for pedos and disgusting human garbage who sexually prey on kids. The libs are like, yeah, baby, let's do it. Because God forbid you expose the rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House and the open border. That's the first reason. Uh, It's true. No, he's right. If the guy was one of the LGBTQIA, BIOPC plus one spirit, the story may be handled a little different in the media. But no. No, but there's another reason. The second reason is obvious. Sexual identity politics, the sexualizing of kids, the grooming of kids, and the sexual abuse of kids, which is what's happening in schools, works for the left, the far left. Why? Forget the pedos for a second. I already told you about that with the first part. The communists know there will be no communism in the United States without the kids. They need the kids. How do you get the kids away from the parents? You get the kids away from the parents by confusing them. What's the best way to confuse them? Sex. They don't understand it. Yes, there are pedos who love this stuff, no doubt, who are taking advantage of the left. Who, By the way, don't, don't stop it at all. They don't care. They don't care one bit, though. They're loving this. But the communists need the kids. The communists need the pedos and the pedos need the commies because it confuses the kids and pulls them from the parents. Any movie that exposes the left's newfound love affair with the sexual abuse of kids will be demonized instantly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not my movie. I have no financial interest in it at all. Disclosure or that's not even a disclosure. I have nothing to do. I'm telling you to please go see this movie. 40 million is not enough. That movie needs to make 80 million. If it makes 100 million, it'll be the biggest Hollywood story of the year. It's beating Indiana Grandpa Jones out there. I'm anything against Harrison Ford. I loved him growing up, but apparently there's some woke crap in that movie too about like them crapping all over the United States. Hey, your country does bad stuff too. 
No, no, we're not watching that. Please go see this movie. Buy a ticket. If you go, buy two. Bring a friend. If they don't show up, doesn't matter. Movie makes more money. Let's get it to 80 million. Let's get it to 100 million. And let's kick Hollywood in the balls again and build out the parallel culture. Because, folks, the country's shifting, man. The country's shifting. I'm telling you, we're winning the war. It's dividing itself right now. Associated Press. Conservatives go to red states. Liberals go to blue states as the country goes more polarized. Good. Keep leaving. Keep leaving. You know how many people I saw on the cruise ship? Met a couple from Minnesota. I said, why are you doing that to yourself? I met a couple from California. Why are you doing it yourself? Both of them gave the same answer. You know what? My grandkids are there. Get them out too. Get them out too. It's happening, folks. New York Post. New York State tax revenue falls nearly 20%. As Florida and Texas see a boom. If you're a conservative, please, God, move to Florida and Texas. If you're a liberal, we're closed. We don't want this passport needed. You're not allowed in. We don't want to see you down there. Please. Country's already dividing itself, folks. You're going to see these tax bases collapse in these liberal states. We're winning. Chest out. Chin up. We're winning. But it's going to take time. All right, there's a whole bunch of stuff I didn't get to. Let's see the what? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, huge hat tip, by the way. You know, the painter John McNaughton does, you've, you've probably all heard. Let me see in the chat. You ever heard of him? Yes or no? Put, put a Y or, or an N in the chat. Uh, McNaughton, he does all those deeply patriotic paintings and he puts modern figures in there. I love McNaughton. I just adore his pieces. You guys know him? You've probably seen him before. Yeah, I've seen him. He's got a new painting out. Uh, you guys, you got to go buy this one. Here's he's putting it up on the screen, and there you go. You, you'll see a very patriotic-looking painting. Some of you will recognize the history there. Oh, a lot of ends in there. A lot of yeses too. All right, we got you guys. Look who's in the picture. Yes, Dan Bongino. I was flattered. I didn't know that. So I, yeah, look at that. So where is it? All right. I actually bought a copy from John McNaughton, and here's the crazy thing. Thank you, John. John wrote a note. I did not. All I did was put in my credit card. Obviously, there's not a lot of Daniel Bonginos. He knows my credit card number now. And there I am, Dan Bongino, right next to uh, uh, Hannity and, and Ingram and Tucker there and Glenn Beck. And John McNaughton, folks, this is the craziest thing, wrote a personal note. Dan Bongino, thanks for buying me. So, John, you are very welcome. I encourage everyone to go to look to John McNaughton's website. Gee, what's? can you guys look up the website quick? McNaughton, if you see if it's on there, johnmcnaughton.com. Go there, pick up the picture. It is so cool. And John, thank you so much for reaching out to me. You all are amazing. I so deeply appreciate the letter. I put the letter in my safe. Uh, thank you so much. Guys, I missed you so much. We'll be back. We're not, you know, we're not taking any long vacations for a while. What? No, we don't. Holy Shit, wait, before we go, I got to go wash my face before the radio show. But I got to, sorry, folks. 79,000 people watching? That freaking bananas. It is so good to be back with you. I'm flattered. We almost hit 80 on that. That is so crazy. Send a word to your friends. Join us every day at 11 a.m. Rumble.com slash Bongino. That's when I go live, 11 a.m. We had 6,000 people join the chat early today. From 10 a.m. to 11, Guy and Justin answer your questions in the chat room. I come on live at 11. Follow us on Apple and Spotify, too. It's such an honor to be back, folks. I missed you all so much. You have no idea. You're like a piece of my life. You just heard Dan Bongino.